Today, we're going to talk about a very old business that will probably be around for a long time, um, and that's coffee. And I'm Matt Garrity of Matty G Digital. And this is the Kawartha Small Business Podcast. We have business conversations for the Kawartha commute. This episode is sponsored by Starting Point Digital Marketing. Uh, Starting Point Digital Marketing exists because your business needs digital marketing. And uh, if you're like many business owners, you're not even sure where to start. Starting Point Digital Marketing offers inexpensive uh, marketing uh, designed just for you. Check them out at startingpointdigitalmarketing.ca. All right, Matt. Uh, so we are going to talk about coffee today. Uh, you are a yeah. coffee guy, right? I, I, honestly, as I get older, or I don't know how to say this, I don't love coffee as much as I used to, to be super honest with you. Um, I think it's often a struggle to get really good coffee in your home. Maybe that's why. And like working from home, working remote. Um, coffee, it, it's good. But I also, I've worked at places where coffee is like a culture, which is kind of weird, like hockey culture, coffee culture. I think that's the name of a business down in Durham. Um, and it can be a bit chaotic. I get the jitters with too much coffee. Like, like honestly, two to three, I get like kind of jittery, a little bit anxious. Took some time to realize that what that was. If I have a coffee in the afternoon, I will be up later. I'm very affected by coffee and caffeine. So, but yes, I do love coffee. I'm 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 talking a lot longer because we're on a podcast, and I'm sorry. <laughs> Your answer is yes, Brian. I love yeah, coffee. Do you okay. love coffee? Yeah. Yes, I I enjoy coffee very much. Um, and what's coffee have to do with small business? You might ask. Um, and I think uh, coffee is uh, one of the OG small businesses. <laughs> Uh, in terms of uh, delivering it, um, I find coffee is, is interesting, both as, you know, talking about getting really good coffee in your home. Um, so, you know, the quality of coffee varies widely. Um, preferences vary widely. What people like, you know, are you lining up for Tim Hortons every morning for your extra large triple triple? Or are you looking for... Um, you know, very unique blends somewhere. Um, and all of that is, um, you know, wrapped yeah. up in businesses. I've worked with like a couple different coffee companies in the past. I've worked for a, a roaster. So I actually like sell bags of beans and I've worked with like a, a cafe oh, yeah. locally. The The bag of beans one was pretty interesting. It was like very early on in Maddie G Digital's uh, career or business. And I, I learned like a good amount. I was doing social media for them. And I, I learned a good amount about coffee and like the history of coffee, which was very interesting. Do you know that they first realized the beans had like some sort of magic powers in them because goats were eating the leaves and they were just getting all hyped up and crazy. And then someone, someone was like, Oh cool. Maybe we should drink or consume this ourselves. I did know that. And it's funny. I wonder if it's one of those things that's like yeah. true or just like the story that is told. Um, but it's, uh, it is fascinating. The history of coffee. Uh, we won't get 
uh, too far off, but you know, when you look at the history of the world, you know, coffee is one of those commodities that's right at the center of it. Um, you look at the horrors that have been happened because of coffee, um, you know, uh, slavery specifically was, you know, set up for coffee over a hot drink in the morning. Um, if you look at the world as we know it today with, you know, Canada, the U.S., Europeans were looking for a faster route to um, China and Asia, you know, for spices and co- like not necessarily coffee for that, but tea, you know, and the morning beverage and then coffee becomes another type of morning beverage. Um, you know, it's fascinating how um, just as a commodity, it's shaped the business world and uh, you know and, it was the original like drug running i suppose if you think of it that way with caffeine oh yeah really and i don't not necessarily caffeine but you know just a ex- bit of caffeine exotic flavors and tastes a show of wealth um, and it really still is um, if you look at i don't know if you've ever um been to a museum that has like a old spice cabinet um, that would have like a whole bunch of keys attached to it and it would be like the highly secured room in the house so if you were in the aristocracy you would want to show off these spices that you have from around the world Um, and coffee very much would be like that and it really still is Um, if you look if i look at my own personal coffee habits um I always thought I didn't like coffee because I don't like the mass produced, you know, sugar and cream filled coffee that does nothing for me. Um, But I really like, you know, trying different coffees from around the world and, and brewed different ways. And, you know, in my cupboard at home, I have probably three or four different types of unique coffees now. So we, sort of treasure them as assets and um you know i I don't think it's a show off of huge wealth um but it's definitely for me it's not like oh look at this giant can i got for three dollars it's like oh look at this unique one i ordered from this roaster that it's almost a reflection of your personality not wealth as much but more so personality like yeah it used to be when i like first lived on my own What's the biggest amount of coffee I can get for as cheap as humanly possible? And now I spend like almost $20 for a bag of, I don't know how much coffee, but I got to replace it. It's going to make me sound like an aristocrat now, but like every other week I'm having to replace that bag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's uh, it's something we buy. It's moving across the, the world. Um you know, we've seen some changes to things like fair trade coffee. It's not so much built on, uh, you know, slavery anymore. It still exists. You know, there's still a very dark side uh, to coffee. Uh, but there's also a huge small business side as well. If you look at from the origins of, you know, tea and coffee and hot beverages, you know, there hasn't always been giant global chains sort of controlling that um, it's the local coffee shops again it's hard to get great coffee 
in your home sometimes. So you need places that have the proper equipment to. Well, we talk about this all the time where like we need a who for your coffee. We're like, yeah, I can make coffee and it's good. And I can taste the difference between a $20 bag or like a nice bag from El Salvador where you're grinding it yourself or something like that versus something pre-ground in a tin. I can taste that difference. Um, But I know that there are experts out there and there are people that do this literally all the time. And there's some that do it better than others. The more they do it, the more experience they have. You need a who for your coffee. Like and, and the who's are the ones that provide the better coffee. That's why we like going out for coffee more than staying in, really. Yeah, so you be, it becomes a whole um, experience. So you can look at it. And again, coffee is a great example just of the concept of a core strategy as well. You know, are you cost-based? Are you looking f- like a Tim Hortons, high volume, you know, low cost, right? They don't really care about the quality of their coffee, except for they want it to be consistent. So they take all the beans they can get and basically they burn them till they're all the flavors gone in the same, right? Uh, but that's their strategy. That's what they're they're going for. Um, but if you, you're looking for that ex- coffee experience, you know, you want to go to a, a nice cafe that has an interesting vibe. You know, the coffee has to match that. So you can't be like, oh, here's your, you know, triple, triple, extra large that doesn't really taste like anything. Like it's going to be something unique um, and curated and made properly. Um, so you, you know, you design your business around what your strategy is with that. Coffee. Yeah. And I think you're seeing so many innovative drinks coming out in the coffee industry or business as well. And I, I think I know what your feelings are about Starbucks, but like you have to give them credit because they probably were the ones that started that sort of innovation from a coffee perspective where you're seeing so many different types of lattes and different like drinks like that, cold drinks, cold brew stuff now where that's really like it is a business. It's a marketing decision. It's you see a lot of the the um, the cafes locally boiling over Northward coffee. They're big on a lot of these specialty drinks. And like that's what probably drives a lot of business or like sparks people's interest. Like and I've gone in there to both of those places and literally just shown my phone and been like, hey, I don't know what you called this, but I saw this on here the other day. And I would like this. I've done that twice oh, yeah. at both of those locations this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I know, and I think that's a great example of just, again, for a small business, the innovation aspect of playing with something. Coffee is, you know, hugely versatile. Um, I know from learning different things, it has more like flavor tannins or whatever they're called than wine does. And like wine is a worldwide industry where, you know, the terroir matters, like where it's growing, what the weather conditions are, who made it. Like there's all these aspects that go into it. And coffee is the same. Like that's kind of why I love it. Like how you prepare it, how it's roasted, where it's from, the season is why I love sort of the coffee culture and why I don't like the, 
you know, the Tim Hortons, Starbucks, you know, let's make everything taste the same um, with, you know, bulk roasting. Um, but it's just fascinating. Like there's almost endless opportunities and creativity. Um, so, you know, locally, those small businesses, again, we get back to like, it's an old business sort of peddling beverages to people. Right. Uh, I just think that's, this fascinating to me, um, but how everyone's different and even batch to batch is different. Uh, you know, creating the different drinks, how you advertise those. Um, they're great. Cause they can, you know, you show the picture on your yeah. phone. I don't know what this is called, but show me this. Like it's a good example of, you don't need to overthink your marketing, like take a picture of the thing you made and put it out there. And yeah. People show I actually up. think, the more I'm thinking about this and maybe, maybe I should prepare more for our podcast. Maybe not. But <laughs> The more I'm actually thinking like there are a lot of things that are very relevant with coffee and business. So we've talked a lot on this podcast about culture, cancel culture, bro culture, <laughs> hustle culture being big ones. Uh, there is definitely a coffee culture and there's three things I think that kind of like are important for business. One of which I already mentioned where like I, where have you ever worked where coffee wasn't a thing that people were talking about every couple hours? Do you want to go for a coffee? Want to go for a coffee break? I'm having a coffee. Do you want more coffee? It's like a thing that kind of binds that culture of your colleagues together. The second of which being, it's like a huge driver for business meetings. Where it's like, hey, I need to talk to someone about something. I need advice. I'm going to pitch them. I just need to blow off some steam. Do you want to go for a coffee? Do you want to sit down for a coffee? It's a massive driver for meetings. Oh, yeah. And then the last thing I was just thinking about, and I feel like it's slipping my mind, but the last thing is I have lost it. Darn it. <laughs> but the coffee meeting thing is interesting because <laughs> I – I like coffee meetings, but also at the same time, I dislike them because they can often take way too long, in my opinion, especially because I'm not a fast coffee drinker. I have what people had described as wimpy mouth syndrome. So it takes me like 15 to 20 minutes to be able to take a sip of coffee. Like I can't have it right out of like a pot, like when it's poured. So I can't like even start my coffee to, to end my coffee meeting for like 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah. So like I'm in a coffee meeting for at least an hour, which is probably too long in my opinion. Yeah. And I think that's fascinating because you've touched on part of culture is um, ceremony. Uh, part of culture is artifacts. Um, so when you look at that ceremony of the coffee meeting, and the culture of that, again, there's so many ways of how you can show what that means, right? Are you um, standing in the park with, you know, styrofoam cups of coffee guzzling it down? Are you sitting with someone, getting to know them? I think we've talked before, you know, one of your big strengths and businesses and your core abilities is that development of relationship. So I think 
I mean, I would challenge you to embrace that it takes you an hour to drink coffee and then choose those meetings sure. carefully uh, because for you, it's not just a quick um, coffee meeting. It's about the relationship. Um, I don't know if you've read the book called Three Cups of Tea, um, but it's about um, uh, a, a guy who built schools in Pakistan in the mountains and because he had got lost on a uh, mountain climbing trip, almost died, was basically saved by a village. But in the culture there, they talked about, you know, three cups of tea over three occasions. And by the third cup, your family. So like that process and, you know, coffee is very similar. So, you know, to me, being able to come have a coffee with you for an hour at a nice coffee shop out of nice cups would be a sign of an important relationship. It's not a quick disposable meeting. Whereas I think some people see it as that. It's like, oh, let's have a quick coffee meeting, like five minutes, um, you know, really quick, maybe not that important, but they're maybe looking to push you for a quick sale or something like that. So in a way, it's like the medium is the message depending yeah. on how you view We could that. talk a bit more about tea. We should honestly say that for a different podcast. But the um, the third thing is Brian <laughs> spilled the tea. It's the yeah. whole other uh, the podcast. The third thing I was thinking of that slipped oh, my sorry. mind, it's similar to number two with it being like a, a, a meeting spot or like, hey, let's go for a coffee to discuss business. Coffee shops, I want to at least locally, but probably universally or like in big cities, they're hubs for business and community locally. So um, again, like pointing out boiling over specifically downtown Lindsay, it's like the meeting spot. It's the place to be for a business meeting. Like you don't, you work remotely or even you have an office. You're like, I just want to get out of the office. Let's go meet at the coffee shop, discuss business there. Um, I want to work there for the day. I need somewhere like to focus and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I've done that in Bob Cajun before at the, I think, I know it's called El Patio. I don't know if they still call it the Quartha Cosmo. Yeah. And they've got like the big patio outside. I think that's their big like push. Uh, It's a great spot. It's very fun. It's really cool. Like a fantastic place to be. Um, but again, like I, I spent, I planned my whole day around that. I was like, I'm going to go to Bob Cajun for the day. I'm going to work on that patio and I'm going to drink coffee like all day. I'm going to leave. I'm going to go for lunch somewhere. I'm going to walk around and I'm going to come back there and hang out. Like it is fascinating the way coffee is like a massive cultural thing that we, we probably even take for granted when you actually, we've had this conversation. I'm oh, like, yeah, thinking exactly. about it more like it's a huge cultural thing on like those three levels. Yeah, it's a thread that ties the economy together, the history of economy, how business works now, how your strategy works. Um, so even you know from the coffee business, what's cool about it is a lot of, I don't know the stats, I didn't look it up, but let's say a, a massive percentage of people will drink coffee every day, right? Keurig is big because of it, the in-home Nespresso is a, you know, a different one. They have, have a strategy. People who sell instant coffee, again, is a strategy. Um, 
if I'm setting up a business, you know, breakfast places, people go out for breakfast and have coffee. If I'm selling coffee, I need to know, like, am I serving, you know, what is that I'm um, doing? Is it the place for people to come grab their cheap coffee high volume? Are people coming to gather um, as a, you know, community things, you know, the old men yeah. sitting out in front of the coffee shop in the morning. It's a thing that's always going to happen. Um, I know I used to be a um, relationship manager for uh, a lot of agriculture um, businesses uh, with the bank. And, you know, there was a few coffee shops who would just go at that time to yeah. run into your clients and talk to them because you knew that's where they were going to be at that time. You know, are you, do you want to be that hub for business and the place to do that? Is your quality of coffee match that? Do your prices match that? You know, I think, you know, in a perfect world, you'd charge a premium for, for that, right? Like, how about you get, you know, a piece of every deal that's transacted in our, in our space. That's a, maybe a whole other conversation, but um, it's just fascinating, you know, how you set that up. And I wonder how happened. it came to be. I wonder how coffee became this force and this cultural type of thing. I would say, I mean, I don't know for sure. My um, sort of educated guess would be, you know, would start out as a wealthy aristocratic thing. And then, you know, it, that would incentivize traders to go get more of it bring it to more people um you know the other element is who is coffee for and it's such a commodity now where it different forms of coffee are for everyone you know people love to attack the you know millennials and their five dollar lattes or whatever as they're you know squandering their wealth which is a whole other <laughs> rant for another day uh, but there's also the cheap coffee which is sort of the you know, quote unquote, working man's or working person's coffee. Um, and it reminds me of, I read an article from, I think it was the early 1900s out of Toronto, and they were complaining about the price of coffee going up <laughs> by like two cents or something, uh, because it was, um, you know, people would stop for a coffee in a, like a diner on their way to like the streetcar to, you know, go to their factory job in, you know, Toronto and the neighborhoods. And they wanted it to be affordable for like the everyday person to be able to have um, coffee. And that's the um, sort of accessible, um, you know, class sort of thing, right? So, you know, being able to do that and have that part of the morning culture of going to work and stuff. Yeah, and it, coffee. like coffee drives so much of what we do, like commercially, financially, I'm just thinking about like you go on a road trip or you're going maybe anywhere and you're like, I'm going to stop for a coffee on the way. Or every Saturday now we oh, go to the yeah. Lindsay Farmer's Market downtown there and we've been stopping at Boiling Over first and like grab a coffee, walk through the market. Or grab a coffee, walk up and down Kent Street. Grab a coffee uh, in Fenland. Like yeah. me and you got together in Fenland, probably, I forget, like a year ago now. At SIP, another fantastic place. 
like that's what it was the start of that business meeting and that business day. Um, Peterborough, like, have we met at Silverbean or like I've spent a day down in Peterborough too, or it's like I start at Silverbean and have a coffee there. Uh, and it yeah. just, it's, it's always like the start of what you're about to do. It's like a tagline. Story. Yeah. yeah. It's that part of that culture. Yeah. The event. And again, you know, from a marketing standpoint, you know, that's kind of some neat language that's popping into my head now about, what that is you're starting is it a fun day right is it the i'm a drone and i'm going through the uh drive through because i can't stand my job <laughs> or is it the i'm excited about the day so i'm gonna have a coffee you know one of my absolute favorite things to do when mm. i stay in a hotel is find like i call it looking for yeah. like the hipster coffee shop and sometimes i'm disappointed and can't find like good coffee near a hotel I'm staying at. But like the best thing is getting up in the er early going and finding like really good coffee, having that in the morning. Like, yeah, it's just, it's part of those great days. Um, this is uh, when I first in high school discovered Tim Hortons and their, at the time <laughs> their cappuccinos. Uh, my friends and my friends and I like, we're just getting our licenses and, you know, we weren't huge into drinking right away as teenagers. We would like drive around and get cappuccinos. And we used to talk about the smell of it. When you opened up, I always got the English toffee and other guy got like um, French vanilla, but the smell would be like, Oh, it's like a blast of good times. Like you get that smell memory. And I think coffee sort of embodies that, uh, yeah, you know, for other we people. honestly come up with so many good slogans. A, like a, a sip of, of good times, the start of a good day, uh, the start of anything. We've had some good ones. We should start a coffee company. Yeah, yeah. I know we should. Uh, maybe it's uh, it's a uh, yeah. Like a lot goes into that and <laughs> what that strategy is. Uh, but I guess you know one of the as we get close to the end of our, our commute here and people are probably pulling in for a coffee, coffee yeah. listening <laughs> to this, but just like all the different strategies you could have around coffee and also just knowing like there's going to be a need for that and a need for those businesses. Cause a lot of people drink it, you know, not one person can serve everyone. Uh, Tim Hortons has tried, and I don't think they'll, you know, they've created a market for it, but there's always going to be lots of nuances, lots of ways to niche, lots of ways to really focus, you know, your coffee business, mm -hmm. if that's what you want to do. All right. Any I always thoughts? say no, and then I say something else afterwards, but actually no today. All right. Awesome. Well, if you would like to have a coffee with uh, Matt and Brian, uh, we would love to do that. So uh, send us an email at set it up at Kawartha Small Business Podcast .ca.